self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we're conversation con artists back for another episode i want to let y'all know and i'm gonna let the uh, conversation con artists website go so if you want to leave us any feedback please come on to facebook or go to conversationconartists at gmail.com or just come find me on Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com again. And also at Facebook. Um, you can either put it on the wall or if you want to remain anonymous, send it to us in a message. Because if you put it on the wall everybody gonna see it uh so this week we are going to be talking about first date etiquette yes and we found a random list on the internet the interwebs and we're gonna go down this list and just have some conversation about what first date etiquette looks like the first one is always make an effort to be on time yep you do not want to start off late because the person, the other, well, let me just say this. If you late with me, I'm going to probably have an attitude. You're going to have an attitude. Yeah. Because I don't like waiting on folks. That's going to that's gonna curve the first date. I know. That's why you show up on time. That's why that's on that list. Because you need to make a good first impression. Because now I'm going to think, that this is just a late ass nigga. He just. So would you accept the attitude if you was late? Yeah. I would. I would like work to to like regain the ground I lost. <laughs> I'd be straight up. I'd be straight up. As soon as I saw attitude, I'd be like, if you have a problem with me being late, I we could just can't we can call it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was late. Stuff happens. You know. It depends. I don't know. I probably would be upset. Maybe not. I'm very I'm very patient and forgiving person. I wouldn't. It wouldn't make a difference to me. I mean, I'm a forgiving person, but I, I'm not patient. That's one of my. I just. I hate waiting on people. I really do. I hate it. I hate it so much. And it's my mom's fault because she was one of them people who she didn't want nobody waiting on her. So like, if we were in a church play and, and they told us to be there at six o'clock for rehearsal, we sitting there, you know, at five fifteen, and we like, Mama, ain't nobody gonna be there. Well, we ain't gonna be late. <laughs> So we just in the car for like forty five. Church ain't even open yet. Like that's who she is, and that. So like I got dragged the stuff so early that I'm like, and plus on a, like a first date, I, I'm nervous. I want to get there and be on, you know, start off good. So I'm gonna be there early. I'm not gonna. It's gonna, you know, I'm gonna leave in enough time to get there early and be able to just like sit in the car. Like I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be so. It wouldn't be an attitude where he wouldn't. He would be like, well, shit, like. Fuck that up. Like, it wouldn't be like a horrible attitude, but I'd probably have it. So he just going to have to recover real quick. Yeah. It's like, if he if the date just not going good, that's going to impact clearly. Yes. How good it can be. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, most of our lives consist of waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but that doesn't mean I it. like it. I mean, I am used to it, but I don't like it. I, I used to get my teeth clean every year, but I still don't like that shit. <laughs> you I DMV it. before? I try not to. I don't really need to go for anything. I, and when I go to get my tag renewed, Hoover is, it's, they have that new office and there's oh, yeah, never a line. The day. It's, it's amazing, perfect. ain't it? You don't even have to wait. Just walk right up. It's good. Yeah. I don't think anybody know about it yet. 
damn it if you live in birmingham don't go to <laughs> as i, I love it you go in there it's quick the people are courteous you out all right so yeah i don't have to wait at the dmv thankfully yeah i don't have a problem with people not being on time because i mean even with my clients my my late uh <laughs> my late policy i'm strict as fuck about that and i tell them that like in the intake like if just don't waste your gas don't waste your bus fare just come the next week because i'm not gonna let you like with class and stuff and part of the reason that i do that is because we you know where i work we don't charge for services so the only thing that i have to hold people accountable for to make sure that they take this seriously because a lot of them are court ordered to take these classes is i have to hold them to being on time so that they take it seriously because usually they do this shit right before they have to go back to court so they really need to complete these classes in that time mm. so don't be late don't be late or just don't come because you're gonna be mad when i come out just to tell you no <laughs> we were late to ch- church about every sunday we were early every sunday we were, we were late all the time oh no it's really not the church Mm-mm, my mama, my was, mama was to be on time type like on time in terms of leaving knowing exactly how much time it take to get to your destination shit shit happened on the way you can <laughs> if i did that for work i'd be late every day especially living here in birmingham that traffic is shit you never know like sundays i get to i get to work in 10 minutes and other days it take me half an hour to go three exits like you can't do that you don't know the, the circumstances on the road well i don't know you've lived in the country like i did y'all have trains Mm-mm. Might get stopped by. We had trains, so had to make it before. Because you don't know how long it's going to take. You know the train pause and beg up and all of this shit. You never know how long it's going to take for the train to pass. Yeah, we don't have that. <sighs> so, either way, you should definitely be on time be on for time. your first date. Regardless, it's just the expectation is that, you know, it's a first impression. Yep. Same you, way you don't want to be late to a job interview. This is essentially an interview. <laughs> this is don't be late to your job interview. Don't be late to your first date. But if you are late, I I would like to know early that you are an untimely person. Yeah, that's you know? true. Oh yeah, because you know it ain't gonna mess up how what the date is. But it's like now it's like, hmm, is this person a just not on time person, or was this a circumstance situation, or? If you show up early, is this person obsessively on time for stuff? Because they're going to have a problem with me. They're going to have a problem with me. I'm going to be late to something. I mean, now, what I will say is, depending on the reasoning. Now, if it, if I know that I, I was headed in and, like, traffic was ass and, like, the only reason that I was on time is because I leave early because that's what I do. And I'm going to be less likely to be upset. But, like, if you just overslept or some shit, like, No. <laughs> With you. No. So the, your reasoning is going to also determine like how much it impacts my first impression of you. You're going to get there and be like, my dog, my dog, you used the bathroom all over the, all over the floor. I had to clean it up before I left. I would, I would accept that because I have dogs and I understand you don't want to leave. You're going to come back to a whole apartment, a house that smell like piss. I understand that. My cat, <laughs> my cat knocked over a cup. And I had to clean up before I left. Nah, that's See, look it. at you. <laughs> you animal racist. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Cats suck. I don't know what the word would. I don't know what word to know hating, hating cats. Is it a speciesist? You a felineist. 
69 level. I am. I do. All right. Number two is put your damn phone away. Yep. That's rude as fuck. Don't be on the phone. Listen, y'all. Being on your phone when you're out to dinner is a relationship thing. It's not a dating thing. <laughs> no, it's not. You got to get through the dating phase <laughs> yes. first. Yep. And then pull the phone out when it's too late for her to form any other opinions well, about you. Well, I mean, I don't know that I'm afraid of it that way. But I feel like you're a lot, like, in the beginning, you don't know me. You asked me out. I feel like you should be interested in me. Your phone should not be more interested in, interesting than me. Now, after we've been dating and we, like, together now, like... We we talk to each other all the fucking time. So, like, you might need a break from my ass. Or I might need a break from you. Or, like, somebody might... Like, I'm going to be a lot more accepting of you being on your phone when we're in a relationship as opposed to when we dating and you support... Like, nigga, you asked me out. The fuck you on your phone for? <laughs> no, that's not okay. And I'm not going to be on my phone. I feel like that shit just rude. This is rude. Don't be on your phone. Pay attention. The fuck you ask them out for if you're just going to be on your phone the whole time. They might, that might be bored. Might be bored. Well, don't go out with them again, but don't on that date be on your phone. Just don't ask them out again, or don't accept it if he asks you out and he bored. Just be like, you know what? <laughs> no. Well, what can you be doing on your phone? You texting other people. Yep. Who can wait? Looking on Facebook or Instagram, which can wait. Them them posts gonna be there when you get Playing home. Games that hard level on Candy Crush. <laughs> you can you can beat it later. Don't be on your phone. It's rude. It's just rude. Don't do it. Very much so. Acknowledge that awkwardness is just a part of the game. Yep. That's why I fucking hate dating. It's terrible. Cause it is awkward, and it ain't nothing. I mean, it's just it's awkward. It just is. Sometimes you'll look up and I didn't have some dates that weren't awkward, like first dates that weren't awkward, and I was at ease. But more often than not, it's kind of weird. So <laughs> that's just part of the what's game. What's weird? What's the most awkward thing to you? Um, <laughs> I went out with a guy who he did not have his. Um, I met him on Tinder, so he didn't have. And this is why now. I ask. He did not have his height listed. So he looked tall in the pictures. And so <laughs> I got there first because I get there early. Um, he was on time. I just, I was a little bit early. And so I was already in the restaurant and he walked in and I was like, this nigga was like five, four, five, five. I was like, God damn it. And so that was weird because. <laughs> And I know it, it's just my thing about being tall and I have my own insecurities about that. But, like, he he came in and, like, tried to put his hand in my waist. And I felt like I looked like I was walking with my son. It just felt fucking weird. It was he tried awkward. to put his hand on your waist. Yeah, you know how to, to guy, you know, you oh. walk up with him. And I was just like, mm, this is weird. But when we sat down, we were saying, hey, it was fine. But, like, standing, I was like, this shit is so fucking weird. It was just really, really So awkward. that that sounds first date independent. It don't like so the awkward Well, but that's no, it's the not the awkward thing was not knowing what to expect. Yeah. On the first date. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if like if you meet somebody online, you got <laughs> the issue of 
you know maybe the height is off i will say this niggas lie about their height because they know women like tall dudes so i done had many a dude that i'm like your profile says you was five nine but i'm five seven crossing over to five eight and you shorter than me so my nigga you not five nine i'm sorry that's not true <laughs> so like you may have yeah you not you don't know what to expect or that person might have had some pictures you know that 10 years sure, ago people know how to take pictures yeah to make you think they ain't short yeah happy people know how to take pictures it's angles it's all about the angles all about the angles um I but had, you wouldn't swipe right on somebody that said on their picture i'm bite size no why would bite size <laughs> no i wouldn't but that here's the thing that i don't understand about that like it's somebody out there that don't care that you short don't trick people because now it's weird and i'm not gonna i'm for me personally and this might be vain or whatever but like i'm i have such a thing about me being t- we could be the same height but you can't i can't deal with shorter than me like i just feel weird about it so you tricking me by not saying that and thinking that well i'm gonna go and make a good impression on her you very well might i'm not gonna be able to get past you being shorter than me though i'm not i i i have had that experience i have had talks with myself where i was like it, you know he's a nice guy he's just short he just vertically challenged you know it's okay and it was just never okay it was weird well i think that's common that's common amongst women which is why short dudes they get angry but women come in there's short women just find you a short woman short women don't like short dudes that's true because <laughs> these basketball players be with women that's like five feet tall and i'm like like that is such a difference like, short dudes is one of those things that women universally <laughs> like if there was yeah. if there was a place called build a bay okay yeah and you can go set up your mate yeah ain't nobody in hell as a woman gonna make a dude under six feet you right none of them no that that's i don't think that's attractive and I hate to women that. i hate that because height is one of them things you ain't got shit to do with like you know if if you feel like you don't weigh enough or you weigh too much that's something that you might be able to change but your height is what it is and i feel horrible i feel horrible for short men because i imagine that that is a hard life to live but at the same time i i have tried to date somebody that was shorter than me and i just it was weird like i just i couldn't i couldn't do it i don't really care about height you're a dude dudes don't care about height like dudes don't i'm saying i i date an amazonian that was six eight but that look at tom cruise all tom cruise women have been taught he's short but i mean clearly every every short man gonna experience that yeah (laughs) like but he seemed to like tall women like all of it it ain't been nobody close to his height katie um holmes and uh what's the australian actress that he was with before that they had them um nicole kidman both of them tall as fuck like they will be tall to like a regular size dude he ain't regular size like he he is attracted to tall women so there's a lot of short dudes that feel that way but women just we don't (laughs) we don't look at it the same way now i have seen some tall women with short men it happens but i just ain't that girl so the unexpected i think is what makes the date awkward because sometimes you it's some shit you didn't expect or if they like i <laughs> this didn't happen on the first day actually he kept this from her but my co-worker went out with somebody who i think they were like three dates in and he was like i gotta tell you something and she's like okay this motherfucker was had recently divorced with a two-year-old she had no she thought he was single with no kids <laughs> 
So like the unexpected is why it's awkward because like you might be on a date and just some random shit happen. Or like you might be on a date and this nigga picked a restaurant with his ex girlfriend working. She 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 the one working your table. Like shit, just shit happens. Like unexpected shit happens. I'll be like, nigga, why would you pick this restaurant at all? That's what like, honesty even, is yeah, important. It is like, important. If you would deceive and manipulate this situation early, what would you do later? Exactly. You know, like honesty is honesty is easy. It's hard because you got to be upfront with somebody about things you think may turn them away. But it's easy in the sense that you don't have to be pretending or filtering out things that will get hard to keep filtering out at some point. Yep. So honesty in that way is just it's a simpler concept to me. It is, but motherfuckers don't see it that way. Uh I don't I'm not really an awkward I don't awkward don't make a difference to me. I know per I look at things like I look at a lot of stuff as quirky, like uh, different behaviors <laughs> and things. Like I don't really it's not not bad, it's just what it is. But what I don't know when it comes to like first dates and early dating is like how much eye contact you expected to make <laughs> because there is a level of staring into somebody's eyes that get creepy at a certain point yes, but where is. else do you look at like do you look off to the environment do you look down like in a restaurant just look off to the environment looking down can be taken as you shy or I don't know I just look around like I look off in the midst of conversation then look back so i'm not just like it's it yeah eye contact is a tricky thing because too much and you're creepy and not enough and you seem uninterested so you got to find that sweet spot when it comes to uh, i think i make contact. comments about the environment yeah around just so i mean because i'm generally an observer person anyway yeah I'm i just also. i just don't like to observe without them knowing what i'm looking at so i i say stuff about the environment yeah What's the next one? Be honest about what you're looking for. Yep. If you are a single dad and you are looking for a long-term relationship that you're going to be able to, like, you know, not necessarily a mother for your kids, but, like, if that's what you're looking let somebody know that because men don't have custody. Like, the expectation or the assumption most of the time is if you have kids – women assume that you get visitation because especially here in alabama that's how that shit usually go now there are men who get full custody and i always assume either she dead or she crazy as fuck because it is very hard in the state of alabama for men to get full custody of their kids it just is it's extremely difficult your wife your ex-wife can be on crack and they'll send her to rehab and put the, the kids with a family member till she get out like it is so hard for men to get custody so if you have full-time custody of your kids you need to let somebody know that and let them know what your expectation is surrounding that because again the assumption is yeah he got kids but he the dude so he get visitation like and that ain't always the case there are some situations where dude got all got the kids out of time and this is hard but this is one of those honesty is the best policy situations women should not say that you should not say that you don't have kids no if you relinquish custody of any of them <laughs> You have kids, <laughs> okay? Now, whether the legal system has determined that you are responsible for caring for them, that's different. But you have children. Oh Lord! <laughs> you know, on like on no, dating websites, like Plenty of Fish, 
it'll say, do you have kids? And, and it'll, it'll say, like, I don't no. want to answer that question. Oh, they yeah. give you the option. I don't oh, want to yeah. answer that question right now. <laughs> like, clearly you have kids in a situation. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You should. Yes. Because here's the thing. And. You know, there, 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 there may be reasons why that happened. You know, it is one of them uncomfortable things. But if you've been out here just giving up uh, your custodian right, custodial rights, people need to know that. Don't just say you ain't got no kids. Yeah, because we be going out to family reunions, seeing <laughs> you with your uh, your auntie and and, I, and these little three kids running around, and you break the meat at them as your kids <laughs> that you gave up to your family. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> what do I do with this? Your oven been baking. I didn't know that. Oh, Jesus. Your <laughs> oven been baking. <laughs> you had a couple of buns in there. thought it was a new stove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, if you have a criminal history, I feel like there's something. Like, and by criminal history, I mean, if you didn't serve hard time, I need to know. I don't need to know you done had tickets and shit. But, like, if you got locked up for, like, bank robbery or some shit, like, I would like to know that. It's possible forward. to have committed those crimes and become a new person, yes. but it still be important to let a person know about your history. Well, yeah, you could become a new person, but you got a felony on your record, your job change. Uh, There's a lot of things that that impacts if you are a felon. A lot of things that that impact, and I should be allowed to decide whether or not I want to deal with that. I need to know. Doesn't mean I'm going to think you're a bad person. I mean, if you murder somebody, I might be like, oh, shit. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's something because that has an impact on other things, and it's not just about whether or not you learned your lesson or whatever. But once you get a felony on your record, shit changed for you. The things that you are going to be capable of doing changes. It has an impact. I need to know that. Like it's important. It's important. A woman needs to know. Yeah. Is because as soon as you be like, I've done hard time in jail. The first question that should come to mind is, Oh my God, I wonder if he's had prison sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I guess it depends. Maybe it depends on like how long. So I, I, I had somebody that served a 70 year bid, but thought they were gonna do life. Originally, they was given a life sentence, and they engaged in a homosexual relationship. Cause they was like, I ain't never getting out. This is the only love I'm gonna get. So it I'm gonna do this. It wasn't a homosexual relationship, huh? It wasn't a homosexual relationship. How was it? It was not? a prison relationship. <laughs> No, it was a That's homosexual. Different. No, it is not. Yes, it is. It is. Not. How is it different? No, sir, it's not. It is different. It is not different. Now I don't condone <laughs> prison relationships. You know, as far as homosexual relationships, do what you want to do, love who you want to love, but. That's not what's happening in prison. That is what's happening. We in learned prison. that in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what happened on the inside. When you're on the inside, it's different than when you're on the outside. He said, uh, y'all niggas, that's prison. No, that's jail. <laughs> you was out doing this shit. <laughs> like all I'm saying is it's different. I feel like, like I feel like the longer you're in there, the more likely it is that, that that's gonna happen. Like, I mean, I'm not talking about like being raped or like I mean Somebody you, being complicit. Being complicit in it. I feel like the longer your bid is the more you might be like, well, <laughs> I well, don't know what I'm getting out. So. I ain't going to see inside meat no more, so oh, I might as well nigga. get outside meat. I hate you. I'm referring to vagina as inside meat and penis as outside Oh, my meat, God. Because you can see it on the outside. I just... <laughs> you let people know Even these though I could have been talking about inside ver- prison inside versus prison, outside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, either way, let people know. 
these things that you know will have an impact later. Don't wait six months and then spring this shit on people. You know whether or not some of the shit you got going on in your life is going to be something that this person needs to know about. Prison, you know that that's something people going to need to know about. Your kids, you know that that's... Don't be... Well, I didn't... No, I needed to know that six months ago because maybe I don't want to talk to nobody that's got full custody of their fucking kids. And, I mean, if you're going to spring something on a woman like I have, I've done a bit. Don't do it with a strap on walking out of the bathroom saying, hey, let's try something new. Pegging. I did some hard time and oh I missed God. this. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm leaving immediately. Immediately. I'm just grabbing You're my thing. Leave. Yes. What? What, am, what else am I supposed to do? So what if you, what if he didn't do this and what if you found a box of toys under I'm his bed leaving. that he was clearly, he's been clearly using? I'm leaving immediately. I'm not even going to talk to you about it because you, here's the thing about me. What but I've six learned. Months, you six months in. I don't give a damn. No. Mm-mm. No. And I'm not going to stay and try to get to the bottom of it. No pun intended. <laughs> You're going to get to the top. Because. He's going to get to the bottom. <sighs> What I have learned is I don't ask questions that the answer don't matter, right? In that situation, I don't give a fuck what you tell me about these toys. If they've been in your ass, like I don't it don't ain't nothing you gonna say that's gonna matter. So what am I gonna sit here and listen to this explanation for? I already know it don't matter. There's nothing you can say that I would be like, Okay, that makes sense. That's fine. No, uh uh-uh. uh. So I don't even care. I don't wanna hit you ain't gotta explain it because I already know it ain't no explanation that I'm gonna accept. So you just do what you need to do and you know god speaking good luck <laughs> i'm leaving i'm leaving i've learned to just not people be wanting to know why for shit and you know there ain't no answer gonna be acceptable you know it don't matter what that person say you still gonna be like uh-uh so don't waste the time i don't want to hear it it's cool i don't know some women some women will peg they dudes it obviously because it's a thing so it's women out here that are willing to peg folks i ain't a pegger i'm not that's weird i can't be involved i'm sorry no judgment to your lifestyle of that do you but i can't do you that's mm. it's too mm. much I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. Well, that goes into number five, which is come clean about your circumstances. Yes. Yep. If you living at home with your mama, let me, I need to know that. Or if you sleeping on a friend couch. I need to know that. Don't have me coming over need folk house that ain't yours and I'm thinking it's yours and I'm making myself at home and your mama walk through the door and be like, who is this heifer? We're going to have a problem. <laughs> yeah. I need to know that. Like, yeah women <laughs> well who was it who was i talking to that had this ha- some uh, one of my male friends or was it my like male friends so what uh, number like five i know but i can't remember what, it wasn't you <laughs> i can't remember I which one of y'all was i don't know what you're gonna say but it wasn't you so he was talking to this girl that worked at walmart and <laughs> They had been like going out, hanging out. It was cool. So then he kind of find out that she's still living with her ex, her ex boyfriend. So she said because she was like, "Well, he crazy, bitch. Why you got me going out with you? You got this crazy to get home at <laughs> your like, what's wrong with you? Those are the kind of don't do that to people. Don't be be honest about your circumstance. Cause guess what? It might be a dude out there that be like, I don't give a fuck if you living with that nigga. That's fine." find that dude don't have a dude that would care about that involved in some shit that he ain't know then nigga pulling up on him and he don't know why no that's that's indicative of a really big problem yeah because 
Not only is she staying with an ex, that's fine, but he's crazy. So she's staying there because she's scared. That's the situation. I'm not here for that. Okay, you can have that. Like I, I, I deal with a crazy dude. Generally speaking, Mm-mm. I'm not gonna deal with somebody who's scared of a crazy dude <laughs> and is still living with him. That's a different situation. Cause what gonna happen when he what happened when he find out that you talking to this woman he's still living with that he obviously ain't ready to let go of and he refusing to move the fuck out. <laughs> it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, cause he telling his homeboys, yeah, man, she said we she keep calling me her ex, but we in the we in this forever. <laughs> I don't know why she keep telling folks that. She minds. Exactly. No. No. Absolutely not. not so okay. come clean. Come clean not about your stuff. Yeah. Six, don't be too judgmental. Yes. Look, you got to know that there's going to be wiggle room. Yeah. Because you don't need wiggle room. You probably yeah, and your like expectations of a person. Like, you ain't never met a person like this. Okay? Well, you're going to need wiggle room for yourself. Folks be acting like they perfect. It's going to be some shit about you that you... That, People are gonna have to be accepting of as well. You need don't be so judgmental. Act like you out here perfect. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, it's some stuff that I, you know, dudes having kids. I, you know, when I was younger, I was like, ain't they don't do with no kids? Like, I'm too old at this point. Niggas got kids. Long as my issue, my where my judgment will come in is if you got kids that you ain't taking care of. That that would be my only thing. But like outside of that, I'm not finna be like well, he, you know, he he out here having baby. Like, mm. well, shit happens. There are a certain level of things. Now we're gonna have a great first date if it's up to me. But there are certain level of things that I will automatically say, not going out again. <laughs> if you are one of those women who are very mean and condescending towards a grown man playing video games, it's a wrap. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe that some grown men be playing games. All right. But see, I think women like that That's dead. don't understand the complexity of these games. Like, it's a lot of games that like small kids can't fucking play. Like, they're made for adults. They're they're complex. They require. Like, I don't understand people's issue with with grown people playing video games. You know, was, maybe because I play video games that I'm just like, the fuck is wrong with you? Video games are complex as fuck. Mm-hmm. I be dying and shit on games and get stuck on levels and shit. I don't even think it's about the games. I think it's just for a lot of women like that, it represents something that's taking their time that they can identify. You can't really identify much. Just take your time outside of the norm of friends and family. I guess. But games, nobody want to compete with games. I don't know. I don't care about games, but I understand the gaming and i understand wanting to be the game and i understand now you ain't gonna just be now i ain't gonna never see you because every time a new game come out you didn't plop down and we can't never go nowhere but i also understand you get wrapped up in a game and plus i just i guess and that also goes into me being the kind of person who enjoys being by myself so i'm cool with you you gonna beat the game this weekend cool well i mean i call myself a gamer but if if she walk across the TV butt naked, the game going off. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not that deep into the system, <laughs> you know. I mean, clearly, I guess that won't work every single time. If she, no. it's not like I would never play games because she was always butt naked in front of the TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, in a, in a reasonable sense yeah. of 
I've been playing the game a little longer than she thought I might play, and she was trying to find something to draw me away from it. Yeah. That would work. Yeah. You know? But if it was like every time he played a game, we got to find something. Yeah. So, I don't like that. I don't have a problem with dudes that have roommates. Now, your roommate don't need to be your mama, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal that. I can't deal with But, like, it's expensive as fuck. Like, long as you're working... You have a place where you have a room that is yours and you help and pay bills. Then I know that you have the concept of being able to to have your own shit. So I'm okay with that. But, you know, you can't be living with your mama. That I'm not going to be okay with. That's weird. And I'm never going to want to. I ain't never coming to your house. Like, so don't be like, why you don't never come? Because you live with your fucking mom. That's why. You think I'm going to sit, the three of us going to be sitting and chilling? No. This ain't high school. What the fuck is wrong with you? Now I'm not coming to your house. <laughs> what if they mom live with them? Like, what if they got their house and their mama just old and needs some help and she got a room and she clean up and stuff around the house? So my cousin went through that. And it did not work out well because the mom, because it's she a mama. So she was living with him, but he... She had a say, a huge say, in like how shit went in the household. And so it was his house, but he didn't have control over his house. I got you. So like that would be... (laughs) What was that? Alarm. Lord. That would be kind of weird. Like, no. You can't be living with your mama. Your mama can't live with you. I just don't. That's too much. Like, I don't. Uh, no. Mm-mm. No. But you can have roommates. I'm not so judgmental about, like, you need to have your own place. I have my own place. The shit is stressful as fuck. I spend a lot of money. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> I understand. Shit, maybe I need a roommate. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that's an issue for men. No, it isn't. Really but for women, some women. It not make they, a difference to me. But for you know women, some women are like, girl, he got a he don't stay by himself and all of this shit. So that goes back into not being you can't you just you can't have an expectation that people are gonna be perfect. They're gonna have some stuff, and I mean even me seeming as hard as I am about people, it's just some stuff that is just like okay, that's it's whatever. Seven. If you like them, make a lot of eye contact. I do not agree. I don't agree with that. Like, how do you... What is a lot of eye contact? That's creep. Like, that go back to being creepy. Like, What's the measure for if you like them? <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not going to know until the end of this situation yeah, if I like you or not. Yeah, it's the first date. So, at the beginning, it's like, why am I staring at you? Because that's exactly what it's going to be like. The fuck? Why? Is it? It's weird. Like, why are you... Mm-mm. Don't do that. Number seven's ass. Don't, yeah. don't listen to that Don't one. stare at folks. No. It's bad. It's creepy. Really listen to what they're saying. Yes, you need to. I'm be a counselor, so listening is it's what we do. What we do, but not only do we listen, but we we take the words and we our own figure word, out yeah. what they what they mean, what they represent, how they fit into our dialogue, yep. interpret how to say stuff back in a in an appropriate way that'll render the most positive results. Now everybody ain't gonna be able to do that, but you do yeah. need to pay attention and listen and be engaging. Um, don't be like. They they mentioned something they said ten minutes ago and you be like, huh? Listen, you didn't be paying attention. <laughs> Pay attention. You know, be engaged. What do you talk about on first dates? 
Um, what like, what are you trying to get to know? Like, are you trying to get to know about the person through asking them direct questions? Are you trying to like talk about like general topics and find out like? Are you a direct type person in that mm, regard? A little bit of mix, a mix of both. Um, I mean, I'll ask about like you know, I ask about your family, like your sibling. You got siblings and shit like that. I'll ask about work. What do you do? Do you enjoy it? Um, I may ask about some more general stuff. It's a mix of the two because I feel like too many direct questions feel like a fucking interview. Too many general questions, you're not gonna really get to some of the stuff that you may want to know by being too general so i try to do a mix of both so that it's not i don't want them to feel like i got like a a, a notepad over here like <laughs> making notes like it's an actual interview i feel like you have to do a mix of both so that it stays comfortable and conversational instead of like interviewee so yeah. a mix i don't do interviewee well, no, you know, nobody want to do interviewing. I don't want to feel like. I mean, I answer the interview questions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do good. On, I do good on interviews, so I'll be fine with it. <laughs> They'll be like, "Okay, he's good, good to go." You know, but I guess weird. Quick, like, do you smoke crack? <laughs> oh well, <laughs> that's very abrupt. No, <laughs> I don't. Damn. Have you ever been pegged? Jesus. First, what is that? I know exactly. what it is. I know what it is, but I don't make her define it. Cause I want to see how they define the situation. Oh yeah, no, never, never would, never would do that. See, I would have been like, "What is that?" Cause I wouldn't until POF. I didn't know what that was, and I didn't know what ghetto gagger was. I've learned lots of bad things you know now. being on on uh, these dating websites. It's, it's terrible. All right, the next one is ask questions. Yes, but again, don't be interviewee. <laughs> I feel like it's a way to ask questions. But be conversational, cause don't nobody want to feel like they're on an interview. Like I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like somebody just rapid firing questions at me. Like, am I trying to get a job? Like, fuckers <laughs> go. I feel like there's a way to do that and be conversational, um, be engaging. If any question, what I try to do is if I ask a question, I answer the question as well, so that you're mm-hmm. not just giving. So if I ask you about your family, or if I ask you about like your siblings, and I'm gonna be like, well, I got three brothers. You know, me and my younger brother are the closest of of the three of the four of us, and I'm gonna answer it. I'm not gonna just like be asking you questions and then go to the next question type shit. Like I said, there is a way to make it conversational. So ask questions, but don't be interviewee. Yep. I ask questions connected to whatever's going on in the environment. You know, like, we're at a restaurant. Well, do you come out to restaurants like this often? What are you looking at on the menu? Oh, is that one of your favorite things? Do you often order that? Well, you know, do you cook those kind of things at home? Yes or no? If it's a yes, what's your favorite thing to cook? If it's a no, you eat out a lot, you know, or yeah. or what's your favorite restaurant? That's and then, keeping it conversational. You're exactly. still asking questions, but it ain't in an interview. There's a way to do it without, again, making the person feel like they you trying to get a job. Just chain link everything. Connected yeah. to something yep. else, something else, something else, and keep going. Yep. And sometimes, like, if the dialogue is good, you're not going to get through very much because you going to have, like, a lot of intense conversation about yeah. really light stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, helps you understand that you'll be able to have a lot of conversation with that person. Yep. Nothing else. Yep. The next one is be as open-minded as possible. Not 
open-minded enough to be pegged no be as open-minded as you're comfortable with because just be open-minded within reason i guess i'll say that because some shit you just ain't gonna be i ain't gonna be open-minded about pegging i'm sorry that ain't my thing i can't be open-minded about that so my thing is that we got a lot of social things going on in the environment you know and so you're not gonna meet somebody that even knows what your affiliations are you're not going to know what where they stand on social justice, racism, politics, all those things. So you don't know how you're going to get that dialogue. You know, what if somebody say, I, I understand to- some stuff that Trump talking about. See? Like, <laughs> now that could be a kill switch for you or it could be, let me see what they agree with. What could they possibly agree with that I would be like, okay. I'm trying was, to think. I can't think of I was it. listening to a a Muslim stand-up comedian, he had a little clip, mm-hmm. and he said, I agree about with the third thing that Trump said. Like, every third thing that Trump <laughs> says, I agree with, with it. One, the first thing he says is, we, the bad lot Mexicans is coming in, we need to build a wall. The second one is, the second one is, we need a Muslim ban, and the third one be like, Washington is broken, and we need to fix it. Like, he was like, <laughs> I agree with, like, every third thing Trump. So, like, if somebody be, like, was having a dialogue like that, yeah. you need to be like, what kind of stuff you agree with that Trump be talking about? <laughs> and then you get to get it filled in and be there's much I'm gonna put it like this. There's much better ways <laughs> to say that you feel a certain way about a thing yes. than to say it through agreeing with Trump. Yep. Just say Washington is broken. Don't yep. say I agree, I agree with, Trump. with Trump because he said Washington is broken. If I pull up and you got a Trump supporter sticker on your car, I'm liable to just leave. <laughs> See, now, you wouldn't get that. What you would get is a dude that pull up with an unk on, oh, yeah. <laughs> on, on his unk sticker on his car and oh, a stay bed. woke sticker, mm-hmm. African flag hanging over his rear view. You're right. That's, if you see that in a car, just leave. Yep. Just go. <laughs> You're not about to have a good conversation. Oh, hotep ass nigga. Yeah, that is what I would get because that's been my life. I mean, unless you go for one of these ghetto gaga cats. Oh, my God. Those white dudes, then you're not going to get that. If y'all don't know what that is, y'all, do I want to say look at it? Don't mess up your Google search. Pull up an incognito (laughs) window, search ghetto gaggers, and you'll thank me for that not being in your Google search. It's the most disrespectful shit anybody has ever said to me in life, bar none. I will say that. Just disrespectful as fuck, but... Kudos if you already know what it is. No, Let's go to the next kudos, one. not kudos. Why yeah, do you know knowledge. what it is? No, it's knowledge. No, it's not knowledge you need. I could live my whole life without I'm knowing just what that saying, shit was. It's important for me, as much as I would never do this, to know what pegging <laughs> is. Because what if I liked a woman a lot and she was like, "Hey, you mind if I peg you?" And I'd be like, "Well, yeah, I like you." And then you know what I'm saying? And she, she didn't know up, what it was with yeah, a strap on. And she showed up with the biggest. Drop on she could find in the store, and I'd be like, "Whoa, what is? <laughs> when did I say yes to this?" She's like, "Peggy, and I thought you was talking about playing Battleship." <laughs> I don't know what this is. I'm out. So the knowledge is helpful. You will know that a dude is being disrespectful to you if he say ghetto gaggers, or if he put two capital G's right next to each other. Yeah, you'll know exactly what that is. I will. That's knowledge. I guess. I didn't want it. I had lived 32 years and had never heard of that term. And then here come this old country-ass, white-ass The way I look at that is we got so much room to learn so many more things. I don't, but that... Some that we want to know, some that we don't want to know. I don't know what murder look like, but 
I don't want to know what a murder looks like. I don't want to know what it is. But I look, mean, I know there is room in my life to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, but I'm just saying, it's still knowledge and hopefully not a significant level of trauma that I can't overcome. I guess. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> Following up to this one, but don't stray too far outside of your comfort zone. That's what I said. Yep. That's, I already said that. I didn't know it was the next one, but yes. Okay, we got that. <laughs> Take a stand if things get weird. Yes. Yep. Especially for women. Yeah, you might be okay. You can get somebody a two-piece combo and be fine. I need to know as far ahead as I can to get the fuck out before it's like I guess strapped down to a table. I ain't even shit. looking at weird in the sense of physicalities. Well, I mean, there is a level of verbally weird that <laughs> you can get to. Yeah. Like, like if if she start talking about. If she if she in Scientology and she start talking about Lord Zenu, then I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm first I'm gonna laugh uncontrollably, and that's gonna be disrespectful to her. But I'm gonna be like, we got we got to end this. Like let's just enjoy this meal. Let's stop talking about religion. <laughs> let's just eat. <laughs> we ain't going out again. I'm saying, but it don't have to be physical. Like if if the nigga started talking about how you know he's. I don't know. Or she'd be like, in, in the middle of dinner, she'd be like, yeah, I just have to consult with my followers. <laughs> and I'd be like, consult with your followers like on, on Instagram or Twitter? No, no, no. I'm I'm Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you mean everybody that's Christians. Okay, yeah, no. You're not Jesus. <laughs> we got to go. I got to go. What about okay? So you had this experience online, but like, what if you had went out with old girl and then in the middle of dinner she was like, "So you have you ever been whipped?" <laughs> the dominatrix, whipped. the dominatrix that sent you a message. Oh yeah, her. <laughs> so like, if they still talking dominatrix shit over dinner, like you might need to get out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I might be interested. Oh, I Jesus. might be intrigued. That's too close to slavery. I'm I just saying. I don't whipped. know how whip feels exactly. Not good, nigga. But I mean, she ain't gonna whip. She ain't gonna whip. I don't assume that dominatrix is whipping folks like Kunta Kinte got whipped. I don't know. <laughs> because the whole thing about it is, is dominatrix work for niggas that like pain. So it's gonna hurt. I, now, what your pain tolerance is, I suppose, is I what's gonna think determine. So. That's, a different, that's a subgenre. Just you, being submissive don't mean pain. Like just being submissive just mean you gonna do whatever I say. Up in leather all over. I don't. I but ain't I, never seen a domination situation or heard of one where it was just like pick up my shoes or like clean the house. Like it's usually some kind of slave type shit. It's a lot of subgenres in that whole. Group. I guess. I don't know. Well, if I'm out with a nigga that started talking that shit, I'm. I'm of course. Uh, <laughs> You're a lady. Yes, I can't. That's, Don't dwell on your ex. Oh my God. Nobody gives a fuck about your ex. Nobody gives a fuck. Do not go on a first date and be. T- I had that happen. And I'm just sitting there like, what do you want me to say to this? Like, you obviously ain't over her. Why are you out with me? That's that's what my mind went to, and I never went out with him again. Because what the fuck? Nobody cares about your ex. They do not. And if you feel an inclination to talk excessively about them, you don't need to be dating right now. <laughs> because you should not be feeling like I, you just got to talk about this. No. 
Don't don't nobody care. Nobody cares. Nobody who agreed to go out on a date with you gives a fuck about who you were with before them. They don't care. They yeah. don't. <laughs> don't talk about your ex at all. Don't do that. Unless, Please don't. Unless they died. I mean, and then just mention it in passing. Don't dwell. Yeah, don't dwell on it. <laughs> don't talk about it overly. Like, or unless your ex, unless y'all got a child together and you have to mention them inadvertently through a conversation about, you know, your child and that relationship. But don't be like, that nigga ain't shit. He don't pay them. Like, no, tell me that because I need to know that your decision make, making process <laughs> has been flawed at some point to the po- degree that I need to know whether. My alarm disrespectful. What did you got an alarm set oh, for? Because Cole Jackson was coming over here yesterday, and I took a nap. And I know the last time he came over here, I took a nap. The door was locked, <laughs> and I mean, I didn't hear the nothing. So I set like three alarms around a 10-minute span. But why is it going off today? Did you not set it for just yesterday? I always set my alarm for forever. Oh, nigga. <laughs> I set them for forever, and then. So, Cole, it's your fault. Blame you. <laughs> so, but do disclose if you're not emotionally available. Yes. If you ain't well, trying to put your emotions. You on a date? Don't go on a date if you're not emotionally available. That's stupid. What, well, is, what kind of sense You might be that? a tender date. You might be trying to hit the skins. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> I don't want to even respond to that. Never feel like you have to justify your beliefs. I think they're going pretty deep for a first date. Yeah. Like, what kind of beliefs have you told them about? That you feel like you need to justify. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't come in here talking about no all lives matter. Oh, Jesus. And, and trying to and convince me. <laughs> you know, it's a wrap, number one. Yeah. That's so, too deep. What's the next one? Don't fight over the check just for the hell of it. Who does that? It's something wrong with you. Why are you doing that? Just <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I'm not finna fight over the check. That's stupid. I mean, I'm the dude. I'm going to generally take care of the check because mm-hmm. I feel like men invest in relationships early, and then women, they output comes later <laughs> once they realize that you're worth something. Yes. Then that's when women kick in or should kick in. You know, but if you want to take me out. <laughs> Was that you that had somebody say they wanted to take you out? Yep. <laughs> and I went. How was it? I didn't even ask. It was great. I'm sure it was. It's fantastic. But was she fantastic or was just yeah, getting taken out? Oh, okay. The food is, don't care about the food. Okay. I deal with my own deliciousness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that, I do that all the time. Okay. My, my deliciousness. So the food don't make a difference. So when I say it was good or great, it don't got nothing to do with the food. Okay. So that was a good experience. But but like that pressure, because pressure comes along with when you don't have that conversation. Yeah. You know, about that. It yeah. don't you don't know, should I pay for food? Are we going Dutch? Should I just grab the ticket? What's the expectation? That's I mean, going Dutch. If you if you're if you're a dude and you expect to go Dutch, say that in the beginning. Cause some, I would venture to say that there most women expect a dude to pay, and if you get to dinner and be like, okay, so I had this and that, and you had, <laughs> like you be like split the check, then she might not be expecting that. I feel like Dutch is a conversation that needs to happen before you actually go out. I don't know, I don't know, because 
If she start talking about Xenu in the middle of the date, <laughs> I do not feel inclined <laughs> to pay for that meal. <laughs> I just I'm gonna be like, do I take this loss at the cost of her thinking that I'm cheap? What? No. Well, she thinks she is the ultimate overlord. What? I'm not talking about it's some weird shit happening. You feel like you need to leave. <laughs> I'm saying if you just feel like you shouldn't have to pay for the first, because there are dudes that feel like they shouldn't have to pay for the first date. If you're that dude, that's fine, but just make sure she know that. But now, I'm saying, if in the middle of the date she do something crazy and you feel like that, then I feel like it's reasonable just to be like, hey. <laughs> but see, now you a liar because you already said that we is or ain't going Dutch. No, I mean. I don't think the So what if somebody tell you we going Dutch? You still going on a date? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, so so it's a kill switch for you. It ain't a kill switch, but shit, it may He gotta be. have some redeeming qualities that like he gotta look like Idris Elba he don't to be to able to say like we going Idris, Dutch. But look, it might maybe like right now, I am saving money because I'm going out on a trip. It. So like I may not be wanting to spend money on this shit. <laughs> and but you I, want you wanted to go out on a date. Yeah, you agreed to go out on a date when yes. you thought that he was gonna pay. Yes. So maybe you need to say, "I need you to pay." <laughs> not to somebody that I don't know, I won't even do that. <laughs> but you rather cancel the date when you find out that Dutch is gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I never said I didn't have room for improvement. So, uh, <laughs> ain't no point. No, nah, but... For it's, you, they should just pay. Well, no, because you don't know what my circumstances <laughs> is. I might be like, okay, that's fine. I think I have paid. I didn't went out with people before and I didn't pay because they weren't didn't want to pay or whatever the case may be. I've done it before. I'm just saying. So, what if he said, let's go Dutch, and then at the end, he took the, he took the whole ticket? Were you feeling that kind of way? I would feel like, okay, shit, I must have did real goddamn good. He decided to pay for this shit when he said we weren't gonna pay, we gonna go Dutch at the at the beginning. So it sounds like a good strategy to plan to pay for it, but say you going Dutch so that you can look like a superstar at the end. Yes, make her feel like she had a wonder. You had a wonderful time. Yeah, cause that gonna make me feel like okay, something about me that made him decide that he wanted to pay for this date when originally he was like, "We well, you pay for your own food." <laughs> so what would you do if he said, "I left my wallet at home, nigga"? Well, and my cards. I mean, you about see if you can work something out with the back. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you ain't paying for that man food. No, I'm not. The fuck is wrong. Who get their wallet nigga no that sounds like an excuse to me and i ain't no sucker <laughs> if you had told me ahead of time we was going that, that's fine or let me offer to pay for the date like old girl did for you but you're not gonna make me pay for your food my nigga that's not gonna happen by the time i you forgot your wallet at home no that sounds like an excuse to me hmm. Mm-mm. Okay. no because guess what happened you get pulled over on your way home and you tell the police you forgot your wallet at home you still gonna get a motherfucking ticket it's not an acceptable excuse that you well, forgot you can your get wallet that ticket excused well you can't get this meal <laughs> you pay for the next one uh-uh ain't gonna be the next one i sound like an excuse Mm-mm. last one don't be scared to cut the night short yeah I didn't went out with somebody and dinner didn't go well and then they was like, let's go do something else. And I'm like, no, nah. I always use my dogs as an excuse. They're mm. a convenient excuse. Like, no, I just got to get back there. You know, Kingston's been sick and 
I just really need to get home. Oh, that's they my go to excuse. That it, they are my go to. It does like if I had kids, they'd be my go to excuse. <laughs> if I was out here dating and had children, Susie's sick. Uh, you know, I, I, the babysitters, you know, not equipped to hey, Let me just, I need to go check on her. That would be my go to excuse. Yes. This, from the way that this is phrased, this is about not having coitus. Oh. <laughs> that why does that need to be on the list? That happens a lot. That, I feel like, but it should only happen if that's what you want to do. Like I don't know that it should. I'm just saying. I mean, who afraid that? Like, <laughs> I, I guess that's the thing. I wouldn't be afraid to just be like, nigga. I don't, no, I don't, I don't think you're scared. Like you they might stab house? you. Scared. But I don't care if that. If you decide you don't want to see me no more because you couldn't fuck on the first date, we don't need to be together anyway. Because I ain't the girl for you. So. I'm going home, and you. Well, I'm looking at it like if you wanted to have sex on the first date, but you kind of wanted to give her some time to see what happened. Then you know, but don't don't be afraid, man. I don't know. That just has a negative kind of take. The afraid part is what's fucking me. Like you don't want him to, you know, not see you again, so you do it. Look at the look at the gif they using. It don't look negative from that. I guess. It looked like, I want to stay, but I'll leave. I don't know. That's a weird one. No hitting the skins for you tonight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, hopefully that helped any of you daters. The shit is difficult enough without, you know, maybe these tips will help make it. It's still going to be difficult because it's just a difficult concept. It's dating. Concept. That's just what it is. Yeah. But maybe this will help. So... Again, if you have a question you would like for us to answer or a list that you would like for us to go over on the show, it doesn't have to be an actual question. Send it in to Conversation Con Artist, a link to it to conversationconartist at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and shout it out to us there. Um, I guess, well, uh, Nene, Nene Leaks from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Apparently, I didn't know this part of it. Apparently, she's trying to be a stand-up comedian, I suppose. And she was doing her stand-up thing. And she got some hecklers in the crowd, as happens a lot. And her response, part of her response included saying that she hoped that their Uber driver raped them. Which is never okay to say. And I don't know why that would have even been your go-to, but okay. And so now she's got all of this backlash and she was supposed to be um, doing something with the escape tour and now they didn't boot her off of it because of the shit she said. And it's just like, fuck is wrong with you? Why would you even do that? How, how does she even know she had an Uber? Number one. Because <laughs> they was in a building, right? Yes, they were. Like, so first off, that's confusing. Second, when did when did she become a comedian? I, Ain't she one of them house housewives? She was a housewife. Or? She was a housewife. She, I mean, she went on to do other stuff, but I didn't Who know. Who was she married to? I don't. I didn't watch the show. I don't know. Some dude that I never heard of. She looked. Who it? Was it Greg? Is his name? No, that was one of the other husbands. Shit, I don't know. I ain't never watched <laughs> the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I know briefly from like pop culture shit, some of the stuff that's happened on the show, but I was never really an avid watcher of it. So I don't know. Let's see who she was married to. But like she was supposed to host the escape tour. That's what she was supposed to be doing for it. But like, first of all, who the fuck won't 
to go see Escape and and have Nene Leaks hosting the shit. <laughs> well, that was a weird choice to me anyway for a host for Escape is that tour. Everybody been talking about it. Like everybody getting that nineties nostalgia from from going to see them and. I just don't know if people really that hype about Nene hosting in the first place, but they pulled it. And let me just say this, because if you go to the shade room and you look at the comments, is these motherfuckers saying shit like, well, Trump saying all of this stuff and he's still president. I don't give a damn what Trump is doing. Like people kill me trying to say, well, this person doing this, so this should be okay. It's still not okay. The shit Trump saying ain't okay. Nene Lee's talking about people should be raped by Uber driver ain't okay. All of it is not okay. I don't give a fuck whether or not Trump has had consequences for it or not. That does not mean that anybody should be able to just do what the fuck they want until Trump get a consequence. The fuck does that make sense? Stop saying that shit. I can't stand it. Well, Trump, I don't care. It don't matter. She wrong as fuck still. The fuck is you talking about? Yeah, that's a very out of pocket comment. Who's the, and like so she she issued an apology video as people do now. And in the video, she was saying, you know, she was just really upset and she just said something that she didn't mean. Let me tell you something. I didn't got upset. And I'm the queen of 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 cussing folks out if I'm really really it takes me to get really really upset let me not act like I'm just out here cussing at people but if I get really upset I might cuss you out and if I do I'm not gonna say no shit that I wouldn't say in a regular day so the fact that I'm not gonna wish rape on anybody I don't care if I'm mad at you or not that would never come to my mind like that would never be something that I would say trying to like get you upset or get back at you why was that something that came to your mind to say anyway Lily like what Lili, Nini. I was gonna get you. Yeah, Nini. What I I got leaks and Nini mixed up. Nini, what the fuck? You shouldn't be out here wishing rape on people. Period. I don't care if you meant it or not. You, what why if she said, I wish said? your Uber wreck. I hope your Uber wreck. I mean, that's still terrible. But is that worse? I don't know if that. No, I don't. It's all bad. It's just all bad. Don't be wishing bad shit on people. If they what tell did she you, say? I hope the rapture happened and you ain't repenting for your sins. <laughs> it's all bad. If they telling you that you a shit comedian, your answer should not be go kill yourself. <laughs> oh, I hope you die. Like that should not be your response. Because guess what? If you're a comedian, you should have been able. That's the thing. She ain't a comedian. Kevin Hart. I feel like if Kevin Hart was getting heckled, he the king of like talking shit about you and he don't be wishing death on you he just gonna talk about your outfit or your hair because he didn't he's a comedian and that's what he do he know how to do that nene is not a fucking comedian i didn't even know she was doing stand-up this is new i don't know when this shit started i don't understand it because who the fuck is paying to go see nene leaks do stand-up i just like even if you're a fan of her on the show why would you want to see her do com- comedy like she say funny shit on the show that don't translate into being a comedian like that's disrespectful as fuck to comedians and they craft i feel like because that i i cannot be a comedian i respect what they do because i'm not a comedian i don't have that talent that ain't a talent that was given to me i'm not gonna go out here and think that i could just get on stage and make jokes and 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 all that means that i'm a comedian she's been on tv since 2003 she played in the parkers did she yeah I was thinking about basketball wives where you would know who they would have been married to. But oh. I think these are just women who are married to somebody who's well off. Yeah. That you don't know who oh, that yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I, I was yeah. thinking that. Most that, of, these, so care, yeah, most of these people were introduced through that show. Like, people didn't know who they were unless you lived in those cities, maybe, and were in that circle of wealthy people. 
Yeah, it ain't like um, shit. Some of them bitches on basketball wise, I'd be like, who? I don't know who their husband is. <laughs> but maybe if you're like a and see, and what's so funny is that men don't watch basketball wives. They would be the ones who would know some of these more obscure players. Women are the ones that watch it. So <laughs> yeah. we don't know these motherfuckers. Like I don't anyway. Let me not speak for all women. But Nene, sit the fuck down. I'm glad you got kicked off that tour because I don't think you were gonna do a fucking good job anyway. And you don't need to be out here promoting rape. That's stupid. The fuck is wrong with you? And he ain't gonna talk about you sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't care about no Nene. Yeah, Hicks. I don't care about either. I just wanted to take. Don't be out here saying wishing rape and stuff on people and think you ain't gonna have no consequence for that. That's not okay. You need to question why that's something that came to your mind to say in the first fucking place. That says more about you than the person you say it to. Mm-hmm. To kill a mockingbird. Has been banned in Mississippi. I don't know why every time you say that, I keep thinking you're finna say tequila. <laughs> I don't know why. Tequila mockingbird. Every time I think you're finna say something about some tequila. No, nope. I just I don't have anything to say I about tequila. I had a bad week. Maybe I just need some tequila. Maybe. Maybe you do. <laughs> uh, I mean, the reason why it's being pulled is my issue. Go, why is it being pulled? It's pulled because of the uncomfortable language in the book, meaning which, basically the N-word. Which reads white people because, first of all, I know white people are behind this because if black people were uncomfortable with it, they would never pull it because that ain't how shit works. Um, so I know it's done. And then secondly, because it's the N-word that they're uncomfortable with, I, again, I know that it's white folks. Um, my issue is just that so you're you're not supposed to be uncomfortable with shit like that. You're not supposed to be comfortable with shit like that. That's part of what the problem is. You know what the Killer Mockingbird is about? Isn't it? I think I'm thinking of um. I think I'm getting that confused with um the movie that I mean it was a book too, but the movie that Samuel L. Jackson was in. Yes, they deserve. Yes, I they died. A time I, to kill. I'm confusing it with a time to kill because there was a lawyer in that as well. What is the Kill a Mockingbird? What is the plot? I don't to Kill a Mockingbird is about these kids who was fucking with this old man named Boo Riley. He just an old man. Don't nobody don't nobody care about that old man. Mm-hmm. They just throwing rocks at his house and just fucking with him the whole time. And they got a daddy named Atticus. At the same time, Atticus is defending this black man because he's been accused of rape. Mm-hmm. And what happened was the girl's daddy found out that she was putting the moves on the black dude. Mm-hmm. And when the daddy found out, they cried rape. Well, yeah. Atticus found all that out during the trial. Mm-hmm. He found out and he made the old man look real crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because because this is the racist South, regardless of them finding all that out, they still convicted him and sent him to of jail. That's the did. end of the brother story. That's the end of the brother in this book. Mm-hmm. The rest of the story goes on to be these that old man got mad at the, the daddy lawyer and so he found his kids and was about to stab him and Bru- Boo Riley came up and stabbed him. That's like the it. dude they had been messing with yeah. came up and stabbed him and they let him off scot-free. Boo Riley? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because you know. Protecting white children. Yeah. Yeah. So my problem with To Kill a Mockingbird... See, the act, the lawyer aspect is what made me mix it up with... Yeah, that's what it the was. The time to kill. The, my problem with To Kill a Mockingbird and Huckleberry Finn is I'm trying my best to understand the lens by which they are today trying to get high school, junior high, high school kids 
what value are they bringing out of that? Because the same shit that was going on in that book is still going on today. Yeah. A black man got unfairly treated, unfairly incarcerated, and white people got saved yes. from consequences, from things that they did. Yep. So my problem is, how are we interpreting how these books measure what lessons a child is learning? Because to me, it only continues to reinforce the negative aspects of our society that we still have in America. Like, To Kill a Mockingbird should not have been taken off of the shelves because of the N-word. It should have been taken off of the shelves because it's a whole contextual situation in which the same thing that happened back then is happening now. Maybe not to the... Back then, it was a well more defined lines of it happening. Mm -hmm. And it's less defined lines, but we that's like a part of what the protests are for. Yeah. Like that, Huckleberry Finn, like, why aren't we looking for new modern-day writings that represent a different context to say, this is how we're going to get kids to learn about literature? You know? Or are we just paying homage to... Old old writers and their writing styles, because think, it's gonna be hard to find something non-racist from Harper Lee. Yeah. It's gonna be hard to find something non-racist from Mark Twain, even though Mark Twain wasn't even at that time. Mark Twain wasn't even considered racist because he wrote a book about a black man hanging out with some kids and the kids actually having a fun relationship with him. They banned Mark Twain. Nigga Tom. Nigga Tom. They banned Mark Twain. You know why they banned Mark Twain? Because white people didn't want their kids running away. That's why they banned it. And that's why I side with you where say it gotta be white people mad at that. Because oh, yeah. when white people don't like something, they ban it. Yeah. When black people don't like something, white people they make it stronger. Yeah. Like they will make they if if black folks wanted to <laughs> ban to kill a mockingbird, they will make it a hard cover. <laughs> <laughs> Like they will make it a hard cover so that they they are stronger books so well, they last long in the school system. But To Kill a Mockingbird and Mark Twain's book, they're not they're not on reading lists in history classes. They're on reading lists in English classes. So it is about more about the writers than it is about the stories cuz these are supposed to be like these prolific writers. They're they're the reading list that they're on are for English classes. They're not for history or any class like that like i read that in english class same thing about all of mark twain like that was english shit so but it's a lot of like it's a lot of writings that don't have to have race involved like yeah i'm gonna read a hatchet you remember that nope didn't read it's it. just a book about a kid that was on a plane that crashed everybody died it was basically uh what's the movie tom hanks oh uh castaway yeah it was basically that but it was a kid and like the only valuable tool he had was a hatchet that he he did stuff with. Oh. The outsiders, other stuff. the outsiders had some racism, some racial overtones in it too. My favorite thing that I read in school was uh, Canterbury Tales, mm-hmm. and that was in my. Um, it's basically a story about um, they these folks are going on this pilgrimage, and it's like a long way away. So to, to kill the time, they decide to tell stories, and everybody tells a tale. And the winner of the tale, I forgot, they got something at the end of it. And so at, at the all of the book is like, it's like the Miller's tale, the Bath of Wife's tale. Like it's these different stories that these people are telling on their way on a trip to kill time, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so some of the stories are funny. Some of them are like about war. Some of them, the wife of Bath tale was about cheating on her husband. <laughs> so... Uh, Canterbury Tales was by Chaucer's. Uh, it's still I got I got that I got Dante's Inferno. I, I have some of the 
more classic stories that I enjoy reading. But To Kill a Mockingbird was not one of them. So I ain't got that. But we did read some other stuff. But I, To Kill a Mockingbird, we did have to do that. Bunch of Edgar Allan Poe, old depressed ass shit. When I was in elementary school, it's just, you know, white people history have been forced upon everybody else. You know? You know what? That reminds me. The blackest book I remember reading in kindergarten, not kindergarten, elementary school. I don't know if you, and I, I bought it. I think it, it's at my house right now because I wanted to read it to my kids. The Hundred Penny Box. Have you nope. ever? It is about a black family. It's a grandmother who's 100 years old, and it's about the relationship uh, between her and the grandson. He, You know, she's older. He's not really understanding her, but it's all black folks in a positive light. And I have a copy of that because I'm going to read that to my children. But that was a book that I read in elementary school. That was school. probably rare back then. I'm sure. Especially in Tyler. I grew up in Talladega, Alabama. The fuck? But yeah, we read that. I think second grade. Second or third grade. It's called 100 Penny Bucks. And I ordered it off him. I got it at my house because I plan to read it to my kids. You and all these sounds today, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect him to invite me to a chat. <laughs> I need to turn the sound down on it, but his chat is blocking me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so when I was in elementary school, and I was just saying that, you know, white people's history is American history. Yeah. And we are being forced to accept that. And, you know, history is written from the vantage point of the winners. Yep. You know, if you if you got the pencil and the paper, you can write whatever you want to write. If nobody else have access to it, then you can create whatever story you want for yourself. But music class they we were gonna do a little music performance and the song that the music teacher chose was dixie you know that song yeah no dixie the chorus goes like um i, I wish, wish i was in dixie, dixie. Hooray, I wish, oh yeah i wish hooray. i was in dixie hooray hooray in dixie land i'll take my stand to live and die in dixie. dixie that's a song from the slaves vantage point <laughs> basically singing about staying enslaved yes and it's just really odd to me that white people can't conceptualize how a black person might feel about that and not only that but when a black person verbalizes to them that i feel this way about that they say no you don't or no you shouldn't and they still go along with it because what happened was she started the kids started telling the parents about them songs and my mama wasn't no kind of woke my mama <laughs> didn't know nothing about none of that so other parents started taking their kids out of it and a group of black kids was started accumulating over in the corner mm -hmm. instead of what could have been e really easy to change the song so that everybody could be included at a certain point because i was the last black kid and up singing some damn dixie <laughs> with all these white folks <laughs> she put all the black kids out because of so many uh parent complaints so all the black kids was during music was sitting over in the corner instead of just changing the instead of singing song. a song and the white kids just sung dixie and they went on to do the performance but we just none of us were invited and 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 that's so crazy and and it goes to the protest that we're having now mm -hmm. where people are telling them what they protesting for and, and challenging <laughs> it and it goes to the same concept of this book is you're going to learn how english works from the vantage point of people who might not have thought so positively about you that's america yeah unfortunately much. but you got it uh boy scouts of america is now are going to be accepting girls and i don't understand why for what 
they have Girl Scouts. Like, if it's about the fact that the Boy Scouts do these particular things, like knife willing, I don't know what the fuck Boy Scouts do, but if it's about the activities, why wouldn't you just incorporate that shit into Girl Scouts? Like, why do they have to join Boy Scouts to be able to do the things that... Like, I just feel like it's it's not a good message to send. Like, I don't understand why they're... I don't get it. I don't know. I think that... I think it comes with the stereotypes of what girl scouts is and what it isn't and i think boy scouts are are known for exemplary leadership skills but what that what i'm saying change girl scouts then make girl scouts better instead of just saying well if you want to be prissy and, and sell cookies then you just you come to girl scouts but if you want to have good leaderships go to boys you see what I'm saying? it's not a good message to be sending everybody don't scouts. want that Everybody don't want leadership for girls. Well, then don't put your girl in Girl Scouts. What the fuck are you putting her in Girl Scouts? You what putting them be- in Boy Scouts now. <laughs> but again, what the message that it sends to young girls is that if you're if you want to be a leader, you do what the boys do. If you don't if you don't want to be a leader, then you do what the girls do. It sends a bad message to young girls. Man, these these organizations been around since before women can vote. I know, but that's what I'm saying. If you feel like because it is 2017 and there are parents who feel like that Girl Scouts doesn't provide their daughter with what they feel like it should, why would you just have them join Boy Scouts and not make the changes? The parents are the ones that have the power as far as just take all the girls out that Girl Scouts would have to change it. No, they won't. Why? Because they still gonna sell a billion dollars worth of cookies a year. Who sell the goddamn cookies? And they ain't got the, the girl girls. scouts that don't care about leadership skills. Like it's gonna be plenty of girls that join Girl Scouts because of the history of the organization, because their parents was Girl Scouts, and because they like cookies. I don't know, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I don't think they still gonna represent the same thing. They not gonna change a whole Girl Scout system because then they're gonna not, eliminate what the system has been for the girls that wanted to be what it is now. It's not changing, it's, it's adding to it. Why can you not add leadership par- um, parts to it instead of just saying, well, you want leadership, go be with the boys. Go run with the boys. Go. Well, That's what, what you gonna do your whole life as a woman. You run- <laughs> I imagine the way that this went down were, were that some very powerful and strong feminists came out and said, hey, Girl Scouts, we can be better than this. Yeah. We don't have to just stand on the side of the streets selling cookies when we can be learning how to be leaders. Now, what the Girl Scouts say is that we're teaching women how to be leaders. We're teaching women how to be leaders through girls selling these cookies, being out there. But what they really what they really doing is they cashing out on billion dollars. I'm exaggerating how much yeah. they make, but... They make a lot of money off of Girl Scout cookies. They do. So at the end of the day, I don't think nobody want to change a system that is working for them the way that it's working because the Girl Scouts is a business. They can still sell cookies. I'm not saying that they need to stop the cookie sales altogether. What I'm saying is that you can add to that program. What I'm saying is why would you add to it if your <laughs> recipe is what you want it to be? Well, like terrible. you're not going to change your recipe because somebody who come eat at your house one time say it, it got too much salt in it. And that's what the Girl Scouts is like. They're not going to change it. I don't think the answer, though, is to send girls to Boy Scouts because it just that it's the same message that they're going to get their whole lives. That in order for them to be able to compete, they have to go and and be underneath because they ain't going to be held at the same. It's Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts are allowing girls in. And I feel like that's exactly how it's going to be treated. 
Boy Scouts are allowing girls in. It's just not going to be... It's stupid. The message that it sends is not one of leadership for girls. Like, in order to be a leader, you got to go be underneath the boys. Or oh. be underneath the men and make less... Like... It's not a good man. That ain't the answer. I just don't think that's the in answer. In an ideal world, that's not how it would be. But in the world we got, that's how it would be. In, I wouldn't a, send my daughter to Boy Scouts. In an ideal situation, she would be able to learn the same things that boys going to be able to learn. But what's going to happen is men, the men over Boy Scouts are mad that yep. girls can come yep. in. And they're going to treat girls like yeah. they are mad that girls can come yep. in. And their kids are going to treat the yep. girl like an outcast yep. and a girl is gonna suffer yep. some intense uh intense self-esteem issues that's why that, i'm saying it ain't the answer that's not the answer i feel like i don't know make another make a different program like if you don't like girl scouts all of the women who have children, girls that they don't want to just be selling cookies come up with a different organization i just don't think the answer is to force girls to go in a in a place where they're not welcome because they're not going to be welcome i just don't think it's a good idea to put girls on the corner and have them selling their cookies <laughs> is what, what i'm saying have to phrase it that <laughs> <way>. <laughs> because that's what that's what's happening right yeah it is that sounds like right. a one-way street to prostitution <laughs> i just hate it for the little girls that are gonna join boy scouts because of this one thing and they're gonna receive something completely different because you're right they're not gonna be accepted it's saying it's just like forcing women into into the uh these boardrooms where men don't want them and they get treated just like they're not wanted there they're gonna deal with this shit their whole life why start them out with it now like it's not gonna it, i just that ain't the answer i don't know what the answer is if the answer ain't changing well, girl mean, scouts it ain't it definitely ain't sending them to boy scouts listen. that's not the answer it depends on what you're trying to achieve because in a lot of areas the answer is inclusion but if i don't think this is if what? you're a point they didn't say we want them to be treated like the boys if they're saying that we want them to learn leadership skills like the boys do it doesn't have to be through boy scouts for them to learn leadership skills there is a way for them to either come up with wait don't boy boy scout is eagle scout the same thing or is no, it underneath boy scout different. boy scouts is a younger version of eagle scouts i think come up with something like that for girls is there something like it's that other for girls? Like, oh, it's other things like they got brownies what are brownies is it that same? i don't know they I mean, still sell cookies don't they i don't know i mean i think brownies sell cookies in too. the name <laughs> you would assume that they got something to do with baked goods but <laughs> Like I just feel like there should be a program for girls that that teaches them the things that they need to know instead of just saying in order for you to get these things you have to get it from me. <laughs> so go to Boy Scout. Go to Boy. They're not gonna be welcome. So I don't think that the point. If the point is that oh, they yeah. want brownies, is Girl Scouts. They just a lower version. Okay. They just the young ones. All right. The young ones are brownies, and I guess the older ones are cookies. And they all sell. Oh cookies. no, they got. They got daisies, oh, brownies, juniors, cadets, seniors, and ambassadors okay so all of selling cookies okay so another program needs to be created where they can learn the leadership skills that they need and not be forced into selling cookies <laughs> but i don't think the answer is to to let them join boy scouts because you're right it's going it's not going it, they're not going to get what they think they're going to get out of doing that well, women can do everything a man can do okay That's, including join the boy scouts well that don't mean that the Boy Scouts are gonna have to be welcoming. That's all I'm. They ain't gonna be welcoming. They ain't gonna be welcoming. Exactly. The women nowhere except the bedroom. Jesus Christ! What do you have? Because how you bring Jesus into this? 
He's a man too. What else? <laughs> what do you have? I guess so. I'm sure he dabbled in some misogyny in his day. Well, his existence is misogynistic. Why could the why did the savior of the world have to be a dude and not he could he could have had a daughter. He could have had a daughter that was gonna be the savior of the world. Why it had to be a dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. They get into a lot of questions that's gonna make some people mad. Well, let's not do that. <laughs> what else do you have? I have a Eminem. Okay. Eminem so the real slim shady. The real slim shady. He had a freestyle on BET Cypher yeah. that everybody is talking about. It was about Trump and people were with it. It didn't play as a freestyle. Nope. It played as a, as a political speech. Yes. But it was about Trump. We're pretty much saying the same things that black folks been saying. Yeah. You know? Well, and, okay, I am an Eminem fan. Let me start out by saying that I am how, a fan how much of, a fan are you, of Marshall Mathers. You listen to his, you listen to all his albums. Uh, yeah, even um, Bad versus Good that he did with Royce the Five Nine. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm a fan, but I didn't, I wasn't a fan of that the the freestyle political speech, whatever the fuck it was. Like I, I, I didn't move me. I, everybody was all moved and like you know, yeah, I mean, it didn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how I felt like I saw I kept seeing people talking about it. I was like oh shit like he must have went off so then I watched it and I was just like man let me eh. see <laughs> yeah, yeah. there is no value in what he said a lot of people are saying that so there ain't no value in what he said yeah it's no value in what he where he did it because there's not many that many people don't watch BET that ain't black yeah and a lot of black people don't watch BET I'm one of them. <laughs> the value in Eminem's performance is his his role, his his position, his yeah. stature. Like how many entertainers do we know that have taken that hard line of a stance to the point that they're willing to cut off a whole fan base of that? Now, what's that what that's what that's worth to the black community? I don't know. How has it moved? And I guess that I'm a fan of his, but I I just I like I was underwhelmed. I'm saying like if you looked at it as a freestyle rap, then yes, this is horrible. (laughs) But if you looked at it as an entertainer who put a lot on the line for that speech, you know, in terms of there ain't no entertainers really coming out doing that. Like you know, had some people making jokes about Trump and stuff, but this was something different. Yeah. This was a hard. This was an attack. Yeah, well, but Emin, that's what he do. <laughs> Eminem Emin was North everything. Korea, <laughs> and Trump was America. A nuclear bomb would have been dropped on on this situation. On America, yeah. I mean, and that's what Eminem does. Like Eminem say what the fuck he want to say. That's part of the reason why I am a fan and why I do listen to his music because regardless of whether or not you agree with what he says, he gonna say he said what he said. <laughs> That's the kind of person he is. I said what I said. And even when he first came out and you had, you know, these uh, these Fox News people that was talking shit about him, he did not, not once did he apologize and all of this shit. Like, he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he didn't backtrack. He was like, fuck y'all. I said what I said. I ain't a role model. I never said I was. 
So on the news, they've been using the fact that he's talked about rape and killing women. Do they not know hip hop culture? That's that's. I mean, it ain't all that the hip hop is, but that is very. That's a thread that runs throughout. Well, you know, Eminem has been. He's an extreme oh, yeah. version of that. Like, yeah, Superman. he had a song of his what? Superman. Superman. Yeah. I can't be your Superman, your Superman. That ain't even the, like the worst song. He no, it ain't. But I just hit slap, slap anthrax oh, yeah. on your ten packs and slap you, and you just can't say yeah. Like he got a whole song on his first album with his daughter, where they going to they kill they they he killed her wife he killed his wife no, or her yeah. mama and then took her to the beach and threw her in the water with the baby with him. Yeah, he like, was disturbed that look he got some demons for sure. <laughs> No so arguments when, there. Don't surprise me. He found some. <laughs> he found a target. Trump's a target. He got an album coming out. Yeah, but you know, he always got an album coming out. You know, whether it take two or three years to put it out, he always got an album coming out. People look at him putting out an album and say, "Well, he's got an album coming out. He's got to promote it some kind of way." This he if Trump didn't win, he wouldn't be saying he wouldn't have made that rap. He wouldn't freestyle that I'm if sure Trump didn't he win. He didn't did a cipher before. I don't remember what his other cipher content was because he's done that cipher because they do that every year at the BT Awards. I mean, at the Hip Hop Awards, they have a cipher with all of the 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 hot rappers at that time. Or like they had one where Run uh, Reverend Run came back. So they ha- you know they do that cipher every every award show, every Hip Hop Awards. So he didn't did other ciphers. I can't remember what the content was. I mean, it's just this is the first time he didn't did something political during the cypher because the other cyphers were not about nothing political going on well this is what our society is seeing you know he is as white eminem is probably one of the only rappers that has as much respect that he has in the hip-hop community and has maintained as much whiteness as he has. yeah he don't try to pretend like he's nothing related to black listen this is why i like him because eminem is not trying to be black eminem is a white boy who can rap that's what he are and that's what he has stayed that's what he is he ain't never been trying to be black like he's just a white dude that can rap and that's why i respect that i don't i respect that he was able to be in hip-hop and not feel like he gotta like act black i hate that shit it's annoying he don't do that he just eminem he's a, a white boy from eight mile from detroit like that's just what he is part of the reason why i like him so much no nope. be who you are you gotta be black but to be in that role and to support african-americans in the way that he did because that's what i heard i heard him one, one part of what he said it was one part in the freestyle where he basically talked about you know uh, uh talking about black folks and then when they come back they can't even go uh, they come back and they tell them go back to Africa like and then putting the fist up for Colin Kaepernick yeah. like talking about the NFL like he he rather get in the Twitter or the Packers like a lot of them lines he put out there like were in support of the issues that the African American community has and so I mean there is value in that but I do want to bring up a genre of black people that I, I have a problem with there's a large group of black people that are just not willing to look at how white people can be allies for black people. Oh yeah. Like if they put their hand out, they wouldn't like if a white person put their hand out to pull them out of quicksand, they wouldn't even take that hand. 
I'm going to stand still. <laughs> and, and it's really, really frustrating me. Like, yeah. a white person can say something about the black condition without being in it and being ally for black people. Like, yeah. they can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're white skin if they have words that value because it to me it boils down to some kind of paranoia where you just don't trust anybody with white skin because you you connect them to everybody else with white skin who has done the bullshit yeah you know and so and it's really it's really frustrating me because when you look at the civil war as much as they hated some niggas they didn't say we finna go down in flames before we give y'all guns and let y'all fight. They gave them guns yeah. and let them fight. <laughs> and I will give a white person ammo and weaponry if a civil war happens or a verbal civil war happens and they willing to stand over there with me and, and fight. If they willing to say, use my weapons and my ammo to fight the people over there, we need to start figuring out how to help them do that if they can truly genuinely be an ally because as it pertains to racism i can't talk to a racist person to change them Hell no. a white person gotta talk to a white person that's racist to change them that's how that gotta happen white people who don't do that or aren't willing to do that or are complicit in racism continuing to exist but the people who are willing to do it we need to help them do it better because racism ain't never gonna change if white people ain't involved in it Yep. I can't go I can't go to the most racist white person I know and say, Hey, let me tell you a story about how what you think about black people isn't necessarily accurate. And how you feel about black people is kind of mostly irrational. I can't do that. It's got to be a white person. It gotta be their niece or their nephew or somebody to help them realize that the way they think it was different. And it ain't always gonna change, but we need to figure out what to do with I'm I'm the kind of person that believe that if you say you're gonna help me then I'm going to expect you to help me and I'm going to hold you accountable for how you help me. And if you don't hold up to those standards, then you can go. But I'm not going to look at you because of what your skin color say and say that I assume that you're not going to help me. Yeah. And I assume that nobody that look like you going to help me. I wouldn't do that. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful to ourselves, really. Because we, I don't know. I guess I have to talk to one of them people to understand that concept. But that really kind of frustrated me and people talking about Eminem because a lot of black people, like I, I posted a meme in the group we were in the other day that said, um, black rappers since the nineties, uh, messages about the unfair justice system. Why did Tyrone get more time than Brandon? And you know, police systems are unfair and unjust. And then it said below that Eminem oogly boogly Trump's a bad man with a bad plan. And then white people, it said below that white people, Keith Oberman was like, I've had my qualms about rap my whole life, but I must say I'm an Eminem fan, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, but that's a white people problem. I mean, if one white person say some good stuff and a whole bunch of other white people be like, ooh, I mean, that's they problem. Yeah. I mean, so I don't understand this infatuation with like turning white people away at the door because they white. You know, like we got to have this conversation with white people, y'all, for better or for worse. And if we find out they all under conspiracy to to mess up our plans, then we do something about it. If that's what you believe. Yeah. But I believe if we sit around and have a talk with them. Uh, that's not going to be the case. OK, you go ahead. Uh, that's all. That's all. Yeah, that's it.
I got a this sheriff in Louisiana. Fuck that nigga. Uh, Louisiana has a convict. Hold on, let me see what it is. I forgot the word for it. It's a justice reinvestment package, in which they were going to uh, release prisoners, and they were going to release thirty five of them immediately. And this sheriff got in a conference with all these police officers behind him. It looked like they put the black ones in the middle right behind them, just so it'd be. But talked about not wanting to release these so-called good prisoners because they change oil, wash cars, cook food, and provide free labor that saves the state's money. That's not how our justice system was set up. Like it ain't they. It wasn't set up for you to enslave people because they do. Wait a minute. Well. It was, but <laughs> the just so I don't know if y'all know much about this, but if y'all haven't seen Ava DuVernay's the Thirteenth, you should watch that. It's about the Thirteenth Amendment, but it's about the transition. And I know a lot of this when I watched it, but it was about the transition from slavery to the prison system and felonies. Felonies didn't come to exist until after slavery ended. Felonies were basically laws that stripped you of your right to vote. So what happened was any black people that didn't have jobs, didn't have homes, was loitering, was found in the streets, which were in abundance after slavery, were incarcerated and given felonies. The felonies that they were given stripped them of their ability to vote and the incarceration that they had put them in jail. That came to create the system of convict leasing, where the system, the jail system would lease prisoners back to the farms and the plantations and the places that they were working before. But now they're doing it under your rights have been taken away because of crime. The flaw in that system had been what was being interpreted by uh, what crime was being interpreted as and, and who it was targeting, which is going on today. It was targeting black people then. It is targeting black people now. And, and so we got this sheriff that it, it got the galls to stand up in this meeting and say we shouldn't let the good ones go so prison from this from this way of thinking if any like if i just don't think he's probably the extreme version of sheriff that thing like this and willing to get out here and do this mm -hmm. a lot of sheriffs probably think this and, and just, just gonna say it yeah, yeah. Wouldn't say it and they'll just go with it but it's got to be a sliver of this way of thinking in a lot of people that's in these systems because these systems were never made because it, it, it basically changed the flow of income from private businesses as slave owners and plantation and farm owners to the prison system. It transferred the, the, the financial benefit. Mm -hmm. Now, or at least added to the benefit because the jails got money and the, and the, uh, and the um, plantations got money. So, so I just had to talk about that. It's disrespectful, but it, it it keeps going back to and going into the reason that the NFL the or the, the anthem is being protested. And mind you, it's a whole bunch of people getting fired for sitting down on the national anthem, mm -hmm. getting kicked off of football teams for kneeling for the national anthem. Like, America, they're going to make us stand. They're going to make us stand. They are not going to say, how do we address this? They're going to say, you stand up. Stand your ass up so that we can keep 
maintaining this illusion that ain't nothing wrong. Yeah. Because we don't have to live in that world that y'all are saying exists. And we don't have to address the world that y'all saying exists. But we can force y'all to stand up. I hadn't checked them out what the NFL was doing today because, you know, they told the Cowboys anybody who kneel ain't gonna play. And what I hope what I would hope would happen is that everybody kneel, at least all the black people would kneel. Yeah. I would hope. But anyway. That and do I have anything else? I don't really care to talk about Harvey Weinstein. I mean, I'll just say that he is a Hollywood mogul that have been uh, sexually assaulting and raping women his whole career. Mm, and there were a lot of people that were complicit in the fact that they just knew what was going on and just kind of turned a blind eye. To a lot of people. A lot. And I'm sure it's a lot of men who knew about this. Uh-huh. And a lot of locker room talk, as Donald Trump would say it, that was going on about this. And ain't no telling who else who be doing stuff like that. I mean, we all know that's a man's situation in, in our society. But because of that, Terry Crews came out and talked about a, a, a sexual assault that he had where a, a Hollywood executive grabbed his genitals in front a of his man, wife. Another dude, yeah. not a woman. <laughs> and when asked why he did that, he said, you know, oh, lighten up or something like that. Lighten up? Yeah. You grab my nuts. What do you mean, lighten up? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It's a problematic system. Jeez. You know, you think somebody like Terry Crews would be free of because he's big and swole uh, of somebody doing something like that to him. But a lot of this is about the power that comes along with these systems. Cause that's what I said. I was like, who walking up to Terry Crews? Like, you don't know who what kind of person he is you know what kind of actor he is but like you don't know he big as fuck like if he decided to like clock you for grabbing his balls that's gonna it's gonna hurt it's gonna be painful he gonna knock you out it's definitely gonna hurt it's gonna be painful but when you're forced with a decision to make as it pertains to your career and what your career could be with a person like this versus what it won't be if you you know offend this person you end up taking more than you would or no otherwise it's the same way like a slave master could walk up and slap a slave in the face but because the slave know that the system that they're in if he do anything else back to that person he would be retaliated against mm-hmm. he take it and the same way that the women who have interacted with harvey weinstein has done and the same way that terry cruz accepted that because he was looking to have a career in that world and you know they always talk about all the secrets that hollywood got and i mean this this was one of the secrets mm-hmm. and i'm afraid that it's probably like the tip of the iceberg he might be one of the worst but oh no there's plenty of them it's more than just him i'm sure i'm sure yeah i'm that. sure there's plenty of them it's like but this emboldens women to come out and say hey this is what happened or you know men will probably be like well you're gonna get that harvey weinstein treatment you keep keep acting crazy out here that's terrible you know but that's all I got. Nothing else. Alrighty. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Mm-hmm.